When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Krishnan, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths. So today we are focused on really understanding what is the difference between being empathetic and being an empath. Are they the same thing? What's the difference? And so I really want to dive into this because it'll help us really differentiate between the two and really get a deeper understanding of what does it mean? What is the difference between both of them? If you're empathetic, does that automatically make you an empath? Um, If you're an empath, are you automatically empathetic? How does it really work? So let's dive into it. I'm really excited to talk about this topic So first and foremost, I want to give a little bit of an understanding or clarity around sympathy versus empathy, because I believe that a lot of times people utilize this word interchangeably and they are different. So along the same lines of, you know, whenever you're talking to someone and maybe they're having a bad day, right? You can either sympathize with them or you can empathize with them. So when it comes to sympathy, sympathy is always going to be the reaction or the feedback of feeling sorry for someone or feeling Sometimes I say pity, but I know that sounds really bad, but just feeling sorry for someone, feeling sad for someone, whatever they're going through, but it doesn't automatically mean that you understand their feelings. And when you are empathizing with someone, you're saying, I understand your feelings. I can understand how you may feel. And sometimes you may feel or understand the sadness that someone may be experiencing. So sometimes it can easily get uh, misconstrued with always saying sympathy versus empathy. But you want to typically focus on empathy for someone having the understanding or gaining more understanding if you don't have the understanding and going in and and really stepping into that other person's shoes whenever we have that sympathy for someone say oh I'm so sorry that happened for you oh I'm so sorry oh I feel so bad oh I feel bad for so and so oh man And the thing is, is that, you know, in that time, I mean, I believe that people are are usually, you know, not coming from an ill intention or anything like that whenever they're sending some type of sympathy for someone. But coming from an empowering state of mind, I don't ever want to just send sympathy for someone, right? I believe we are all capable of fully owning our own power, right? And even if someone is mentally impaired in some ways, or maybe 
they're not able to fully tap into their highest potential as someone else, maybe just because, you know, maybe they're ill or maybe, you know, they're just limited in some capacity and that is okay. I can still have empathy for them, right? I can still have that understanding. I believe that God has designed all of us with so much power that I feel personally I would be negating that person's purpose, even if in my scope, in my perspective, that it just doesn't, you know, always make sense or it's like, oh man, you know, you know, why couldn't they be like this? Or why couldn't they have all these things, you know, granted to them or whatever? No, I mean, that's just through my vision, but it doesn't mean that it could be wrong or, you know, it's just different sometimes. And so it's still important to share that empathy with people versus sympathy. So, you know, when people say, oh, I just don't have sympathy for you, or I don't have empathy for you, you know, it's like, well, you can either not feel sorry for someone, but you can understand where they're coming from, right? You can understand maybe how they got to where they are, right? We all have a common ground somewhere, somewhere right? We all feel these different emotions. So we can gain some type of understanding. And so I just wanted to briefly cover that and just, you know, share the difference between having sympathy for someone is just always feeling sorry for them. It's always feeling sadness for someone. And it can be just a blanket statement without you feeling anything. You could just automatically go to that and say, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, just like as an auto response, but it doesn't mean actually feel or understand where that person is coming from. So let's jump in. Uh, Being empathetic versus being an empath. So let's go over being empathetic first, right? Okay. So 15 to 20% of the world's population is empathetic. People that are understanding of other people's feelings and emotions and, you know, what they may be going through. And it doesn't always have to be sad. There are so many other emotions that I feel like we overlook. So even having empathy for when someone is frustrated or when someone is angry or when someone is overwhelmed or even when someone is happy or they're feeling joy or they're feeling deep gratitude, having empathy for those feelings because sometimes Honestly, a lot of times people are afraid to feel joy. They're afraid to feel happy. And when they do feel happy, you know, uh, why does empathy sometimes go away when someone feels happy? Sometimes people feel happy and other people start to feel jealous. Well, they're lacking empathy for that person that maybe they've gone through a really rough time in their life and now they're in a good place. So we have to feel that understanding and be empathetic towards that. And like, yes, go you. That's amazing. And truly believe that, genuinely believe that. Many people can't do that, right? A lot of times people that are empathetic can only have a level of empathy to the level of understanding that they have felt. So. With that being said, if a person has experienced a lot of dark days, a lot of 
sadness, if they've been through depression, if they've gone through just some really dark times, well, they're going to have all the empathy in the world for another person that may be going through a similar situation and they can be empathetic towards us. Like, oh my gosh, I feel you. I totally understand where you're coming from. I know exactly what that feels like. It's rough. Yeah, I know. Ooh, man, you know? So they can feel that. But let's say that person hasn't been able to experience feeling deep gratitude for something or feeling that sense of accomplishment or feeling that confidence whenever they've, you know, really overcome something huge and they're talking to their friend and maybe their friend has, you know, hit a big milestone and they're feeling really good about themselves. If another person that may just be empathetic, but they haven't experienced that feeling yet, it's going to be limited. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because they're like, I don't even know how to understand how you feel. So I'm just going to be fake or I'm going to be jealous or, you know, why isn't it my turn? It turns into this self, you know, sense of self thinking. It becomes very self-centered really fast whenever another person lacks that empathy, even if it's in a good emotion, right? So it's like empathy is just that spirit almost. Like empathy is having that deep human connection. And you can only empathize to a place of which you've been, right? So if you haven't been there, it can be really difficult for you to really understand. So someone that may have gone through some type of addiction or whatever the case may be, well, if you've gone through that too, you can deeply empathize with that type of person. You can empathize with them on that level because you know what it feels like, right? So I just want to kind of go over that and just share that some people don't have it at all. Even if someone else has gone through the same exact thing as them, they still don't express empathy. They still can't really gain a deeper understanding. It's just like, oh, okay. It's just very flat, very like, oh, or they'll have like some go-to responses because ironically, although, you know, 80 to 85% of people in the world are not empathetic, 100% of the world expects an empathetic response, right? And if you don't, then it's like, what's your issue? Like, why are you, why are you being, you know, rude or whatever? So uh, it's very, isn't that interesting? So when you're empathetic, you just have that deep understanding. And I think that it's very healthy to be empathetic, 100%. You want to be empathetic, especially for when somebody's going through a hard time, when someone needs an extra sense of compassion or, you know, kindness or, you know, feeling uplifted or anything like that, or whenever someone is in a less fortunate circumstance or whatever, 
it's really important for us to be able to take a step back, step outside of ourselves, step outside of our ego and say, you know what, that's enough of my pride. Like, let me step in and and see what I could do to help another person or just even just to listen to them and just be that listening ear or even having the patience and desire and yearning to want to understand another person, even if it's something totally different than what you've experienced, just wanting to understand more is, you know, not as common as you may think. So it's going to be like maybe two out of the 10 people in the room are going to be able to do that with you, right? So very interesting, very, very interesting. Then from there, we have the empath. Now the empath obviously understands, but they understand on such a level that it can be a bit much. So an empath doesn't just understand and, you know, Oh, I understand where you're coming from. I, you know, listen to you. Oh man, that's crazy, right? So they're not going to really do so much of that. They're actually going to absorb and feel that other person's emotions or that other person's sensation or whatever they naturally have a deep connection to. They're going to take it on almost as if it's their own. So if they see someone else crying or someone's really sad, almost immediately, they're going to feel sad. They're going to start crying, just seeing another person doing it. That is how an empath is going to operate. If another person is really agitated and they come in, they're irritated, they're like, oh man, like, oh, this stuff is going wrong. And an empath is now going to start feeling agitated. They're going to start feeling irritated. It's not going to stop at just understanding where that person is coming from and saying, oh man, yeah, I could really understand how that could bother you. That is really frustrating. No, they're going to be like, yeah, like what? They're going to start feeling agitated as well. Those emotions can become even more contagious. It really is almost any emotion or any sensation that they may feel connected to, they're going to take on. So that can also be in a good way. So if they're surrounded by good, positive energy, energy that's high and happy and, you know, free, they're going to feel that too. So that's powerful as well if they're just in the right environment. So it's really, really important for an empath to be around the right people. Because if you are surrounded by people that are very negative, if they're like just bringing you down, you're going to start being that way too. And I believe that naturally just being social creatures as a human being, we do all tend to morph into, you know, who we're around sometimes. But if you're an empath, you really have to work extra hard. You have to put in a lot of conscious effort in order to not be morphed immediately. Like some people take some longer time, you know, the longer they're around something, you know, maybe they'll start to be more conditioned under that environment, but an empath, mm -mm. it doesn't matter where they are, what time of day, that's just their natural inclination to do so. An empath may also start to adopt that person's behavior or 
way of speaking or mannerisms as well. This is something that I do quite a bit. And I've had to consciously try to, you know, pull back from doing it as much. But if I'm speaking to someone and they have like a, you know, dominant accent or anything like that, subconsciously, I start picking up a lot of the way that they're speaking just because I just absorb. And so it's like, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, stop, you have your own identity. And a lot of times empaths struggle with their identity because they're just always absorbing, right? So it's like, okay, let's take a step back just a bit and let's keep focusing on actually building our own sense of self because you'll just kind of start to take on other people's things very easily. So that's something that I know that I've done um, a lot in the past is whenever I'm speaking to someone, no matter where they're from, I will naturally start picking up their accent. Craziest thing. Uh, I've always been like that. I mean, even as a child, I would start doing that. You know, it's like, it makes you feel like you're being like this copycat. (laughs) A lot of times empaths start doing emotional mimicry where they will mimic whatever emotion or a dominant emotion that is surrounding them. And I think it's really important to be aware that you may be doing that. So if you're aware that you're doing it, you can catch yourself and you can start to pull back and step back into your own power right? So the more that you step into your own power, the less you will start to absorb all of those energies and you can keep focusing on yourself. But it does require a lot of conditioning with yourself and practicing with being yourself and being authentic and being consistent as much as possible. I think that's one of the things that I really like about social media. Sometimes in the wrong hands, it can really fuel narcissism and others and different things like that. But I do believe that it is really, really helpful with building confidence at times because you can really figure out a little bit more of who you are when you do it the right way. You can focus on, you know, okay, you know, how do I want to represent myself, you know, in a digital sense? And then you can bring that into your physical life of, okay, how do I want to represent myself in my physical world? So empaths have to work really, really hard on focusing on a personal brand and making sure that they're standing true in their own identity because we have this natural urge or natural, you know, way about ourselves that we are such absorbers of wherever we are that we just kind of become where we are, who we're with. Uh, One of the other things about an empath is that not only do they understand the emotions or the energy, not only do they absorb the emotions or the energy, but they absorb things to an extent that they are able to build a spiritual and an energetic bond with people that are also open with them. 
So if a person's not very open, if they're not as vulnerable, if they're not as receptive to an empath, then that person may not, you know, really build a strong bond with someone who may be an empath. But when you have a person that spends a lot of time with you, that opens up, that shares with you, that is emotionally safe and you're sharing information and stories on a regular basis, you're tuning in with each other, you're tapped in, tuned in, turned on, an empath will be able to then feel and know what that other person is experiencing no matter where they are. They don't even have to be in their presence. They could be completely on the other side of the world and they will be able to tune in with them and tap in and feel what they're feeling and know just like something's wrong or something's something's up, what's going on, or I feel something's not right or whatever. They will be able to feel that. So a person that would be empathetic would just be in that moment where they can just have that understanding for that person. They'll keep it moving and say, oh, you know, I understand or, you know, let me help in ways that I can and give back. But they know where they start and where they end and they have strong, healthy boundaries. An empath really does not have healthy boundaries. A lot of times they have to work on building boundaries more. They have to work on building more confidence. Again, tune into the Healing Your Feminine Energy, Healing Your Masculine Energy series from last year. And it's going to help you tremendously because when you understand that when you're a deep empath, you are very, very, very high on the feminine energy side, no matter if you're male or female, that is as feminine as you could possibly get because that's just straight up receptivity, super open, right? Just very open, energetically wide open. (laughs) Okay. You are receiving. All right. You are receiving. So we have to really bring that down a bit. We've got to build some barriers. We have to armor up because Although it is beautiful, it is great, especially with the right connections. It can be harmful with the wrong connections. And we want to make sure that we protect ourselves and that we are not draining ourselves and that we are having, you know, the enjoyment for life and that we are able to thrive and, you know, succeed in our goals and and our ambitions and the things that we want to accomplish for ourselves. Um, because being an empath is just a part of who you are, but it's not your entire identity, you know? So that's a bit of the difference between being empathetic and being an empath. Empaths are also highly sensitive. So a lot of times people may say, oh, I'm an HSP or highly sensitive person. I'm an empath. A lot of times a personality type INFJ is highly empathetic as well. I am also an INFJ. Uh, So, you know, a lot of times those things are used interchangeably as well. Highly sensitive people are very sensitive to their environment. So just 
crowds, loud noises, uh, maybe even graphic things on television, the news, seeing a lot of, you know, destruction, things like that. They will feel that they don't even have to be in the environment. They'll feel pulled down. They'll feel weighed down. They'll feel sad. They'll feel, you know, whatever the raw emotion is of, of that scenario, they'll feel that. For me, it was really difficult last year to see the rioting and see all of that stuff on television. Um, it, I, I couldn't watch it. I felt just the urge to just vomit because it was just so much. It was very overwhelming. Whereas someone that's not empathetic at all could watch it for hours and be like, mm, that's crazy. Wow. Mm. And they'll just sit and they can watch it with no problem. But me, like I feel it. I, I, I have to stay away from that kind of stuff because it just really affects me on a very, very deep level. Um, so graphic things, uh, sensitive imagery and oof, mm -mm. it's just way too much way too much especially for a sensitive person because we feel it so differently you know um I know for myself even if someone is even uh speaking graphically or they say certain words that are descriptive of something graphic I am picturing I am visualizing all of those things happening and it's just oh it just hurts my soul it hurts my soul if I hear something that's like just so mean or like, um, like, like a lot of times people say things as jokes, right? Like, oh, I'm going to shoot you or I'm going to, um, I don't even like talking like that, but I'm just trying to give an example. But when people say those things, I, I really can't hear that because it just makes me feel like I picture it all and it just makes me feel very, very uncomfortable. Um, and I'm feeling it as that person is saying it, even if it's just a joke. So it's really important that as an empath, you really tune in with yourself and you remove anything that really brings down your spirit and your energy. It's very important because you can't even live into your purpose Would if you're always pulled down, if you're always, you know, um, just feeling low and all of these things, because it's very easy for you to fall down that emotional frequency, which also makes it difficult for you to manifest. So if you're not in that high level of, you know, emotional fulfillment and good vibrations, it can be really damaging for your life. So being an empath is powerful, but you've got to know how to strengthen that, how to use that, and how to really set yourself up for success. And uh, that's why I'm here. So and I hope that this was helpful of understanding what is the difference between someone that's empathetic versus someone that's an empath. Again, empath is very rare, one to two percent of the population, uh, which means, let's say, okay, what, there's like seven billion people in the world. Okay, well, 1% of that's going to be roughly, you know, 700,000 people in the world that would then be considered true empaths. Um, if you're 
empathetic, well, that's 15 to 20%. I'm not even going to do the math on that right now, but it's a lot higher, right? So it's going to be a lot more. So that's still a lot of people, but it's not everyone. So I want you to just understand that if you do feel strongly in your heart and you identify with being an empath, that you are a very, very special person and I want to support you and I want you to understand that you're not alone. And even though you feel like you're an alien sometimes, or you feel like, you know, no one understands you or you just feel like, you know, like, why do I always run into these problems or how can I, you know, work on this? I want you to understand like you have support and, um, we need you. We need you. We do. We need you. The earth needs you. We need to feel those vibrations. And although there are less empaths in the world, every empath holds so much of a big impact. So not many empaths are needed. Everybody's not needed to be an empath because each empath has such a big effect on the rest of the world. And that's powerful. So I hope this was helpful of understanding just a difference between empathetic, sympathetic, empath, and uh, highly sensitive. Now also, just to tap into it, a lot of times empaths and highly sensitive people are introverted. There are some extroverted empaths. Typically they are introverted though. Um, Just because a person is introverted doesn't necessarily make them empathetic or make them an empath. It just means that they get drained really easily from not recharging themselves Um, because introverts get recharged from being uh, with themselves and solitude and alone time, things like that. And when they're around a lot of other people, it can be very draining. Just because you're introverted doesn't automatically make you an empath. Some introverts are not able to really understand how another person feels or they're not able to step into another person's shoes. It's just that they need more alone time. They need to recharge but they may not actually feel the emotions of another person. They just feel drained, but they don't feel what another being may feel. They just need you know, more time with themselves. So it's all kind of in that same web. You know, they're all cousins, <laughs> but they are not the same, you know? So I hope this is helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we are here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, I am your host. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Host. I am Lindsay Christian and have a wonderful rest of your day.